When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered cold-filtered, and cold-packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. With Metro by T-Mobile, your hard-earned money goes further. This tax season, there's zero fees to switch. Enjoy Metro's lowest price. Just 25 bucks a line for four lines. Plus, get four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. Now that's the best deal in wireless. Metro by T-Mobile. Empowering you to rule your day. All lines lose promo rate if any deactivates. No fees on select phones. Limit one per line with eligible port. Exclude sales tax. Limited time offer. Additional terms apply. See MetroByTMobile.com. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast is brought to you by Triple Threat Sports, Marishka's in Crest Hill, Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe, Rabbit Brewing in Homewood, Illinois, and by Michael Elwood of Remax First Service, serving the Chicagoland area. Here are your hosts, NBC Chicago's James Naveau and 670 The Scores hockey guy, Jay Zawoski. Let's drop the puck. Welcome in, my friends, to this very special edition of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. I am James Naveau from NBC5 Chicago, and I am joined tonight, of course, by my partner in crime, the one and only Jay Zawoski of 670 The Score. Now, this is kind of random. It's a Tuesday <laughs> night. Blackhawk season's over. We've been talking about what to do for off-season content. But for those of you who have been living under a rock the last couple of hours, the Chicago Blackhawks, who had the 12th best odds of getting a top pick in the NHL draft this season, managed to defy those odds and will pick third in the 2019 NHL draft. Jay? Yeah. We did not think that they would be picking this high, and we were bemoaning their bad fortune of winning just enough games to not get into the playoffs, but also get a high lottery pick. And yet here we are. Here we are. The Blackhawks were in the top three, and they will pick third for the first time in 13 years when the NHL convenes in Vancouver this summer. Well, there are a couple things that I want to point out here. First of all, uh, 
I had so little expectation of the Hawks getting a good draft pick that I truly didn't know that tonight was the night that the lottery was going to be announced. I really didn't know. I had made plans to go out and visit a restaurant in Geneva, which with no traffic is an hour and 10 minutes from my house. Me and Rick Camp went out there uh, for something for a potential outing for the I'm Fat podcast, went out there, met with a bunch of guys, and now I get a text like, what? What? Wait, what? The Hawks are picking third? I have to leave right now. So I immediately got in my car, texted a couple people who I know have some information on some of the draft picks coming out. Um, so we did our prep work as best we could on short notice, but we told you it was going to be a newsy summer. I didn't know it was going to be this newsy, and I didn't know it was going to be this soon. Um, but, man, it's really exciting. And like you said, we were bemoaning, like, well, they neither made the playoffs nor got a good draft pick. Well, they got a good draft pick. And, and now we've got a whole spring and something to do while the playoffs are going on. And it's really, really exciting. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. Like you said, I knew the NHL draft lottery was tonight. I was like kind of vaguely interested in tuning into it. I mean, obviously, you know that pretty much every year there's one team that kind of jumps up in the draft order. Like you know, it does happen every year that some team that picks between 10 and 16 ends up jumping up in this season. It just uh, happened to be to the Blackhawks, you know, like it was when they skipped over the Blackhawks and went to the Minnesota wild. It took me a second to actually kind of like process what had happened. Like as soon as Bill Daly flipped that wild card over, I was like, wait, that means, and then they said it yeah. and Stan Bowman I know he doesn't like give away a lot with his facial expressions. I think we all kind of know that Stan Bowman is very straight laced. Yeah. Even he looked a little bit surprised. Well, this is James. We need to, for people that are not like draft Knicks, we need to sort of, this is huge. Like you mentioned 13 years ago, the Blackhawks picked third. And I was like, James, it hasn't been that long. Oh, but it has. It has been the last time the Hawks picked third. You know who it was? Jonathan Taves. I, I think I've heard of that. Guy. Yeah. So let's go down the list of number three overall picks. Uh, I mean, this the list I have in front of me goes back to 1980. We're not going to go that far, but 2013. Why not? The Blackhawks had the number three pick in 1980. Uh, oddly enough, this pick, this list I have starts in 2013. Well, anyway, <laughs> the reason I brought that up is because in 1980, the Blackhawks took Dennis Savard with the third overall pick. That's correct. And uh, the next time they had it, you know who they picked the next time they had the number three overall pick? That would be Eddie Olchek. Eddie Olchek in 1985. And then we are pretending that 2004 didn't happen. Uh, Cam Barker. Stanley Cup champion Cam Barker. What's wrong with you? Traded for Nick Letty, Cam Barker. There you go. All right, so uh, why the list I have starts at 2013, I don't know. But 2013 was Jonathan Duran. 2012, Alex Galchenyuk. 2011, Jonathan Huberdeau. Uh, 2010, Eric Gabranson. 2009, Matt Duchesne. 2008, Zach Bogosian. 2007, Kyle Turris. That was a Patrick Kane draft, obviously. Yep. Uh, 2006, Taves. 2005, Jack Johnson. And on and on and on. So as you can see, the uh, number three pick is a pretty important, uh, you know, that you can get a good player in that. You're almost guaranteed a really good player in that spot. And you're also you're guaranteed a player who likely can play in the NHL immediately. You don't have to. This isn't going to be an Adam Boquist thing where you're going to have to wait a year or two for him to make the jump to the NHL. There are several guys that 
in our limited kind of draft prep that I've already kind of circled as potential options that could play in the NHL immediately in 2019. Well, and one more thing, too, to keep in mind, Jonathan Taves did not play his rookie year. He definitely could have. Like, he definitely could have came came out and been a factor. He just decided to finish college because the Hawks were not going to win anyway. Um and so hey, it he, ended up working out really well for it him. Did. They and got so the he, number one pick the next year. Yeah, him and him and Kane came out together the next year. So um it's yeah, you're going to get a solid player at this spot. And it, it's really exciting. And what's funny is like this changes things overnight. And I think you and I, when we had our last podcast this weekend, we're feeling mostly optimistic about the future. Yeah, there were some things like Eh, you know, there's some stuff you'd like to clean up. There's that log jam on defense, all those things. But now you're going to add a potential franchise-style player, or if it's not a franchise player, a really, really good, really, really important player to your franchise for no cost, for really nothing. And even if they don't, now this is down the road. We can consider this as we move on a little bit, but you could also trade this pick to Certainly. get to get out of some of the problems you have, Stan Bowman had no expectation of drafting this high aside from his dream, which we'll get to. <laughs> but if he was thinking about trading or drafting, you know, 12, 13, 11, somewhere in there, maybe you get a team that wants to move up in the draft to take Brent Seabrook or to take Duncan Keith or to take one of these tough to move contracts to get that number three pick. It just opens up a world of possibilities. And the worst case scenario is they get a really good player. Yeah, and that to me, I think, is the one thing you really do need to keep in mind. Actually, worst case scenario would be another Cam Barker. But chances (laughs) are the worst case scenario is they draft a really good player. Right. I think the thing that you have to keep in mind here is that Stan Bowman shouldn't do anything until draft night. Like I, Oh, for sure. I would hate for him to trade the pick. And then either uh, either of the top two guys on the board end up like falling into the Blackhawks lap like that would be just really bad if like Jack Hughes, for whatever reason, doesn't get taken in the top two. I mean, odds are he's going to be. You never know. Or Capo Caco like that's possible, too. Like it, it would be sort of unexpected, but you would hate to trade that pick and then have the opportunity to draft one of those two guys. And you, you know, obviously would kind of miss out on it. So. I definitely think that the trading of the pick is something that is a very real option. To me, I'm not sold on the idea of using it as a sweetener to get rid of an albatross contract. I think I would rather just let the pick kind of bring back like a top tier defensive prospect or something like that if you're going to move it. Hey, but at this point, see, as we're talking about it here, we're sort of reacting in real time here. We I've had an hour to drive home, but my mind was reeling. Uh, when I was at red lights, I was sending texts to people. So James and I are sort of just reacting organically here. You have fallen into this position now where, you know, it might be tempting to trade it to get out from one, one of those contracts, but just pick the player. Take a really good player here and then deal with it later, right? You'll you'll figure these things work themselves out. Marion Hosa worked itself out. My Pause it saying Brian Bickle worked itself out because of what it cost you to work it out. But you'll find a way. CFLs did say they should trade the third pick for Tabo. Done. <laughs> I'd do it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, actually, maybe I would. I don't know. We'll talk about that as the season goes on. But but it's just, 
you know, there are so many things now. This gives the Hawks so many opportunities to improve their team one way or another. And uh, you're right, you know, if one of the, I don't think Jack Hughes is going to fall to three, but Kako no, might. Highly unlikely. You know, and, and uh, the other thing to keep in mind, too, is Bowman never really picks what everyone thinks he's going to. Like, just think of last year with the way the draft fell to the Hawks. Like, there were a lot of people, like, holy cow, a lot of these guys fell to the Blackhawks, and they still didn't take them. Remember, like, there were a bunch of names. I'm trying to remember, um, you know, uh, there were picks that that fell, that were drafted lower than expected, um, and, and the Hawks did not take them either. You're you're probably talking about guys like Evan Bouchard or yeah, Oliver Wallstrom. That's what I was looking for the name, right? Um, yeah, because yeah, Bouchard went tenth. Wallstrom was the one that we all really liked. The uh, for the the small scoring winger went to yep. the Islanders at eleven. Noah Dobson was another name for that sure. people had, uh, and he went twelfth. Boquist was kind of an overdraft in a lot of people's minds. So you never know. Like Stan has, they scout what they like. They're not going to go for whatever the guys on TSN are saying or whatever, he's got a plan. And I, I'm sure that their, their draft boards, you know, the initial draft board has probably been set for some time now. And, of course, mm-hmm. every day it moves, guys jump guys or whatever. But, man, they've got to have a pretty good idea of what they're looking for. And, and now it's just an exciting time. I, I just had zero expectation of this happening. Well, it's kind of funny. Stan Bowman brought up in his uh... – Uh, conference call today after the Blackhawks made the jump up to number three he said that back in like November when they were on their losing streak and they had fired Joel Quenville he said they had done a lot of prep work on the guys that would probably be available around that top three because they thought they could potentially end up picking there so it's kind of funny that your initial draft prep ended up being for that but then as the season wore on, you kind of dropped into that, you know, 10 to 12 range and maybe you had to adjust your framing a little bit. And now all of a sudden you're right back up in the top three again. So I'll, I, I hope they saved all of those uh, notes from when they thought they were going to be a top tier lottery team instead of, you know, the, oh, well, hopefully maybe we can get lucky. Right. Exactly. And, you know, it's funny. I'm, I'm reading the Bowman quotes here and he says, we're going to get a really good player there almost sounds like he's got someone specific in mind already. You know, like you, you know that he's got, you know, three or four scenarios in his head. You only you actually only need two scenarios, <laughs> quite frankly. Right. If one of those two guys falls, what you're going to do. But, um, man, it, it's something. It, it's This is just a franchise-changing thing. And you mentioned when we talked on the phone that the uh, conspiracy theorists are out in, in force tonight. Big time. <laughs> I love that. See, I... I <laughs> That was when I saw the news that the Hawks got the third pick. I sort of did laugh and say, like, of course they did. Of course, the Blackhawks got the number three overall pick because, of course, they did. And if there's any, if there is a conspiracy, if there is some sort of uh, foul play, and I don't think there is, but if you were someone that believed in that, this would absolutely be evidence that that's true. <laughs> Frank, frankly, my thought on the conspiracy is that as long as it involved the Edmonton Oilers not getting a top three pick, I'm okay with it. That's true. But they did have to like, oh, we can't get the Hawks to top pick. That's too obvious. Let's get right. the third pick. <laughs> right. Of course. <laughs> All right. Well, let's do this. We'll take a quick timeout. 
We'll come back. Uh, James and I have been doing some research. I have spoken to some sources and some scouts. So I have some information on some of the guys that might be available. We, we both have some information. I'm, some- into, I'm getting stuck uh, just going with what I've seen and with what I've researched in terms of stats. So yeah. Jay will be more informed than me. Uh, doubtful, but I've spoken to some sources and they've got some information on some potential guys. So when we come back, we will get into that on this very special third overall pick edition of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. What you doing? Designing my new 2021 Nissan Kicks Online in the Kicks Color Studio. I give each a special name. This one's electric blue, orange, red, white. I call it the gumball machine. You think it's me? I feel like you're more of a red velvet guy. Limitless possibilities. With over 100 million available color combinations and Bose Personal Plus system in the boldly new 2021 Nissan Kicks. Bose is the registered trademark of the Bose Corporation. Color combinations include interior and exterior colors. Customization is an available feature subject to availability at participating Nissan dealer. See dealer for details. The great thing about facts, they're proven. Like the fact that crude oil contains impurities. Or that base oil made from natural gas is 99.5% free of impurities. And the fact that Pennzoil is the first synthetic motor oil made from natural gas, not crude oil. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Get a $22 shell gift card with a Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic Purchase. Ends 31421. Terms apply. Details at Pennzoil.com slash oil change offer. Welcome back to this very special edition of the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast. Jay and I have been talking about the breaking news of the day that the Chicago Blackhawks will be picking third in the 2019 NHL draft and in the spirit of the occasion we've talked a little bit about the history of the Blackhawks with what they've done uh, with that pick in the past but now we are getting down to the nitty-gritty what they could do with the pick now leaving aside the potential for a trade which I still I think is going to be on the table until they actually walk up there and hand a jersey to a kid in June these are the five guys I think that Jay and I have identified as the most likely scenarios. And then he and I will kind of give our initial thoughts on who they should take out of the bunch. We should say that it's almost a consensus that Jack Hughes will go number one overall. He was like the Connor McDavid. Everyone knows that Jack Hughes will be the number one overall pick to the New Jersey Devils unless they do something really foolish and pass on what's probably a franchise player, and the number two overall pick is almost guaranteed to be Capo Caco, uh, finished forward uh, who played for TPS Turku last year. Those have been sort of the number one and two consensus guys overall, so not going to spend a ton of time scouting them. So, James, who are the other five that we have our eyes on right now? So we don't kind of show any favoritism, Jay. I am going to go in alphabetical order. Oh, you're so smart. We will start with the... Vancouver Giants defenseman out of the WHL, Bowen Byram. He is a six foot one, 192 pound defenseman, really good skater from the video that I've seen and some of the scouting reports that I've been reading over the last hour or so. He plays with a really good skating ability. I love how smooth he is. He's very like aware of everything going on the ice. I love his positioning a lot of the time. It seemed like he was always kind of in the right place at the right time. Really good defensive instincts. I like his size, too. Can move the puck. Did have 21 assists in 60 games for the Giants this season. I personally am kind of leaning forward right now with the Blackhawks, but out of all of the defensemen that are available in this year's draft, I think the only one that there is a legitimate shot that they could take is Byram, Partly because of the fact he doesn't exactly profile 
like the Blackhawks' other defenseman in their system, he's got a little bit more size, kind of a more defensively aware type player than, say, an Adam Boquist or a Henry Yokoharu. And possibly more importantly, he's left-handed, so he could pair with a guy like Adam Boquist really easily. So that is Bowen Byram out of the Vancouver Giants of the WHL. All right, one of my sources tells me uh, Stud, this is a quote, Stud, will be a number one defenseman in the NHL. The Blackhawks are loaded on D in their system, but he's arguably the best player available in that spot. So that's That a makes a lot of sense, and I think that needs to be their attitude when they're picking number three, is you go BPA, that's it. Yes, and uh, for the record, uh, the statistics three years with the Vancouver Giants, uh, last or this season, uh, 67 games, 26 goals, 45 assists, 71 points, 80 penalty minutes, and again, six foot one seventy five, born in two thousand one. Dear God, punch me in the balls. Well, I could always take you up on that, Jay. I am younger than you. Everyone. Oh, is. see, that was just mean. Was I shouldn't mean. do that. You're a jerk. You know what I should do is I should go on to the next player on our list. How does that sound? I like that better than being punched in the balls. All right. Well, we will not do that to you. Thank you. Uh, out of the Lethbridge Hurricanes mm. is forward Dylan Cousins, who has had some really good uh, statistics in his career, was watching a little bit of video of him today. It was kind of a surprise to just the way he kind of approaches the game. He's a very interesting guy. Like a lot of highlight videos, excuse me, will show a player who kind of takes advantage of a lot of situations, like jumps out a lot on the play to try to get breakaways and stuff. Cousins does do that, but he also gets to kind of areas of the ice where they're just there no, there is no one around like it's very interesting watching him kind of move around and set plays up and kind of read where they're going I thought that was really kind of intriguing about him and then obviously his statistics in the WHL were really good too he had 34 goals and 50 assists in 68 games for the Hurricanes this season definitely has uh, turned some heads when he's played for uh, Team Canada as well in a couple of tournaments here and there so kind of an interesting uh guy and maybe not like at the top of the board in terms of the guys that I think the Blackhawks should take but definitely an interesting player with a unique skill set from the guys that I watched yeah uh the scouting report I have here is just a big skilled power forward type game uh also along with Byram would be one of the few guys on our list that could play in the league next year I think Byram would be the favorite to be an automatic year one NHL player but uh, one of my sources says Cousins would be the other guy who'd be a candidate to just jump in right away, probably because of his size, because of the way he plays. Uh, the power forward is kind of a position that's, I don't want to say gone by the wayside, but it's changed. You know, you're seeing guys like, I, I think when I look at like the prototype power forwards in the league right now, like Wayne Simmons is sort of the last of like the old school, right? Right. Um, but guys like uh, Brady Kachuk, who was drafted last year, uh, is a is a new style power forward. Andrew Shaw is like the new style power forward. You don't see a lot of these humongous. You know, not that six three is humongous, but when you look at the way the Blackhawks are built, they don't have a lot of guys like that. So mm-hmm. that's what makes Cousins interesting to me. Doesn't feel like a Bowman pick, um, just based on what we see, what we know. Bowman has a type, and this does not feel like the type. But maybe the fact that they are such a small team offensively and defensively maybe that changes his mindset a little bit and maybe they would give cousins who's a center uh at least in in lethbridge uh some consideration so who knows Um, but to me it just doesn't feel this initial gut reaction like the kind of guy bowman would be super interested in 
it's funny you mentioned the power forward kind of mold, and it's a guy that Stan Bowman doesn't generally go for in these types of situations because the next guy on our list is the exact same thing. We are talking about Kirby Doc. He is a forward for the Saskatoon Blades of the WHL. This kid is big. He is six foot four, weighs 200 pounds. He uses every inch and every pound of that size. I'm telling you, I watch like. 12 minutes of highlight videos of his and all you see is him using his physicality to keep guys off the puck. He's driving to the net constantly. He is a menace in terms of getting to the net. Not the fastest guy, obviously, but he's got really good puck skills, really liked his hands. Honestly, like he had a couple of really good poke checks that were highlighted in these videos. Definitely is a guy that can use his size and strength to kind of like you know, bolster an offense. If you're running just a set in the offensive zone, he could be a great guy to park in front of the net, has the hands to deflect the puck into the net, 25 goals, 48 assists in 62 games with the blades this season. Like you said, probably not a guy that Stan Bowman has generally gone for in the past, but he is definitely an intriguing guy, at least to me, based on the fact that the Blackhawks don't have a lot of guys that fit his profile And he could be a really good top six forward who can really give them an element of physicality and strength that they don't really have in that group. Well, and it's 6'3", 195. You've got an NHL body already, and he's 18 years old. Look, there's a lot of guys that are drafted that eventually get to that size. But to have him be that size out of the box, that's noteworthy. And again, he's probably not going to be an NHL-ready guy right away next year if if Doc is the direction the Blackhawks go. But... For a guy who's already that big, then you could, then now you're talking about a legitimate power forward. The numbers don't jump off the page to me for the WHL. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's 25 goals in the for a forward in, in the WHL is not killer. You know what I mean? No, so it's ma- definitely he's not. probably not a top end scoring type. But again, we're talking about holes the Blackhawks have things. You know players they don't have and 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 doc and cousins they would fill a void of power forward the hawks have been missing really since brian bickle was in his short-lived prime and i still think he can create some offense i mean the 48 assists he had last season definitely would indicate that at least to me but another thing that i kind of noticed about him and this is something that when our listeners are kind of looking at video of these players one thing that i want you to keep an eye on is whether a player is only making great shots, great plays in space, or if they're able to do it under duress. When you're at the junior level, you get all sorts of space. You can pick your spot in the net. You can do basically whatever you want if you have the skill set. When you get to the NHL, everybody is as talented as you are. And the key is to be able to still do those things when you have pressure on you, when you have defenders draped all over you. And from what I saw... In the videos that I watched of Kirby Doc, he can do that. So that I thought that was really interesting. And that could be if the Blackhawks decide not to go with a defenseman in that spot or if they decide not to go with one of the other top forwards on the board. Kirby Doc is definitely a guy that kind of opened my eyes a little bit while I was watching that video tonight. All right. Who do you got next? The next player on our list hails from Russia. It is Vasily Podkolzin. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that name right. Not the greatest of scorers in the world uh, playing in the Russian leagues last season, but basically every video I watched of him, 
well, the thing that stood out to me was his wrist shot. It not only was fast, and you have to be able to get that wrist shot off quickly in the NHL because guys are going to jump in front of it if you don't. He's got a quick release, an accurate release, and it's hard. He fires the puck when he gets it and has a scoring opportunity, and I really like the way that he did that, and I also like the way he kind of maneuvered around the ice and found open spots. Definitely was digging that. I saw a video of him playing against Team USA in a tournament in August, and he had a hat trick in that game. So, yeah, not jumping off the page in terms of statistics over in Russia, but on the biggest stages in the world, it seems like he is the kind of guy who can really play well offensively and could be an intriguing uh, prospect. The one thing that I will urge some caution on, and I bet you got this information from your uh, scouting sources as well, is it doesn't sound like he wants to come over to the NHL for at least probably two more years. So the Blackhawks would have to keep that in mind. And I'm not really sure if you want to draft a guy who's going to be a stash and save kind of guy. Yeah, I think they're at the point now where they need to add someone who could be impactful right away. However, uh, my source agrees with you. Also adds, though, that in another draft, Pat Colson could be a number one overall pick. He's got that kind of talent, that kind of ability where uh, teams would would take a flyer knowing, yeah, maybe it will take a year or two for him to come over, but when he does, it'll be worth it. Um, So, yeah, I think that that's definitely a name to keep an eye on. Uh, Again, though, I do think if they are going to take and keep that number three overall pick, they're going to want it to be uh, someone that can come in and help right away. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I think when you're picking third overall, that kind of does have to be your baseline, doesn't it? Like a... I, and I know that they're not like under any illusion that next season they're going to be a top two or three Stanley Cup contender or anything like that. But you go out and you make some big moves in free agency. You get an elite player in the NHL draft. You're talking about a potentially really quick turnaround for this team with some of the guys who are still in their prime and some of the guys that are coming into their prime. So I definitely think the Blackhawks need to strike while the iron is hot, and this isn't a draft where I think you try to grab a guy and stash him. Yeah, totally agree. All right, who's next? The final guy of our five on the list is out of the United States National Team Development Program. His name is Alex Turcott, and if you have heard of him, there's probably a reason. He's a native of Island Lake, Illinois, which is in Lake County. He played for the Chicago Mission back in the day, and now he plays for Team USA. He... (laughs) He was hilarious to watch play. And what I mean by that is he just looked like he was going all the freaking time. It kind of reminded me of the way that Drake Kajula kind of plays with like a reckless abandon and just is constantly trying to get involved. No, he does not think. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) But it's it was it was awesome to watch that because he just had so much like energy. And I know that like energy, like you hear that kind of thing. and You're like, oh, great. We'll get another Andrew Shaw or whatever. This guy's got some offensive game, man. Had 23 goals and 30 assists with the under-18 team this season. And then when he played for the NTDP in the USHL, he had 12 goals and 22 assists. Yeah, I'm told he is is committed to Wisconsin for the fall. But I think there's a chance that he would still sign a contract with the Blackhawks and play in the NHL right away. Sure. I'm told he's a uh, really strong, really skilled player. Solid two-way game. Could be an all-star caliber, number one center. In the NHL, there is some concern. He did deal with a major hip injury that caused him to miss the first half of last season. Um, Hips and backs are things you kind of want to be a little bit cautious with. I'm sure the Hawks will do their due diligence 
on Alex Turcotte and make sure that hip is good to go and, and not something that's going to cause him problems for years to come. But, yeah, it's, it's another name um, to keep an eye on here as the draft approaches. And, all right, now, now based on what we know, all right, if we're looking at uh, what we've discussed and, you know, looking at all the, the, all the guys that we just gave scouting reports on, which way are you leaning? If you had to pick right now based on what we know, which is very little, which of those guys that we scouted for would give you the most uh, excitement? At this point, I have a one and I have a one A. My number one is Bowen Byram, the defenseman from Vancouver. I just love the fact that he projects out to be a top two NHL defenseman. He's a guy that I believe could play in the league right away. I love that he profiles different from what you already have in the system. It's just a great addition that I think could really bolster your defense, give you kind of an immediate injection. And then if you potentially add a guy like Eric Carlson, you're talking about just a remarkable overhaul in your defense in a single off season. I think that would be fantastic. I'd very much be in favor of that. My 1A right now, I have to go with Kirby Doc. Just based, like I said, on the video, on his stats, on his size. It just is not, it's not the kind of guy you see very often in the NHL nowadays. And I get the sense he would be kind of hard to game plan against, especially when you've got guys like Patrick Kane and Alex DeBrincat kind of lurking on the wings too. Like that is such a hard combination to try to defend both types of players that I think it could work really well for the Blackhawks offense. And I know that, you know, a lot of people probably would have Dylan Cousins and Vasily Podgolskin ahead of him, but I just really dig his game, man. I really like the videos that I saw and I really liked uh, the stats that he put up last season. Yeah. I, I think I'm with you on Byram is my number one. Uh, that's the guy that excites me most. And look, I know they have, uh, we've talked about it ad nauseum all season this log jam at defense, but I think this solves a problem for them because we don't know. Is Henry Okaharu a true number one? I don't know that yet. I don't know if that's the case. And from all reports here, uh, Byram would be a true number one defenseman. And look, you know that that's an important thing to win championships. You and I had this sort of hypothetical on our last podcast that could you win a Stanley Cup with Nicholas jo- uh, Nicholas Jalmerson type? as your number one if you're supremely offensively skilled on the blue line, right? Sort of thinking that maybe Yokoharu maxes out as a Nicholas Jalmerson type, right? And we said, maybe. If your offense is good enough, maybe you could live with that. Now the ability to draft a guy like Byron and come in and be a true number one, a stud number one, an all-star number one defenseman, that really solidifies things for me. Uh, Second to him would be Dylan Cousins because he is a, f- a power forward type, but also not like the big plotting. He's sort of like the new wave of power forwards, and I think that the Hawks can use someone like that. He also is a center right now. Who knows if he projects as an NHL center, but you can never have too many options at center, especially big guys who can get in front of the net. You could see uh, Dylan Strom, the impact he made, just being that presence in front of them, yeah, Dylan Strom's not the most physical guy in the world, but at 6'3", 200 pounds, he was able to just be there and take up space, and that made a huge, huge impact for the Blackhawks this year. So can never have too many centers. So I'm going to say my number one at this point is Byram, number two, Dylan Cousins. But look, any of these guys are potential franchise changers, and as we get closer to the actual draft, uh, we'll have some more time to scout guys, some more time to watch videos, some more time to talk to other sources and really solidify where we stand on these things. 
But we definitely want to hear from you guys. What do you think? MadhousePod at gmail.com. And while we have you, and before we wrap up, we got to tell you about our bracket challenge. We already have 50 people, and that was as of this morning. We probably have more at this point, James. We have 50 entrants already to our Madhouse Podcast Bracket Challenge. Go to NHL.com, sign in or register, go to the Bracket Challenge. Then you're going to want to search Madhouse Podcast. When you do that, it's a private league. The password to enter is Madhouse2019 with a capital M. So capital M Madhouse 2019. Join our NHL Bracket Challenge. The games start tomorrow night, so you have to get in by Wednesday night before the puck drops or you won't be eligible, you, that you won't be able to enter. So hustle in, join us. We will come up with a really great prize, probably a Madhouse Podcast uh, prize pack for the winner, probably the top three, I would say, the top three finishers in our Bracket Challenge. So make sure you get in there, sign up, and uh, join us. James, anything you want to add before we uh, officially wrap things up here? Uh, basically, the only thing that I really want to add right now is how freaking exciting it is to have the NHL draft really matter. Like we conceivably could have an NHL draft party now with the Blackhawks having the third overall pick. Like yeah. I, I am so geeked out that the Hawks got to not only pick this high, but they also were in playoff contention until the last like couple of weeks of the season. It was really the best of both worlds. And honestly, if the NHL is hashtag rigged, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I want to thank the NHL for definitely rigging the draft in the Blackhawks' favor. Um, <laughs> they know where their bread is buttered. They know they want the Blackhawks in the playoffs every year to screw the same. In the Winter Blues. Classic right. every year. Yeah, yeah, screw the Blues. Nobody wants that. No one wants them in the playoffs. Um, so, the, yeah, the, I appreciate the league doing everything they can to to right the wrongs of society right now. I really do. I really, really thankful. <laughs> all right. With that, let's wrap things up. I want to thank our sponsors, Triple Threat Sports. For all your team outfitting needs, call Chris, 708-478-6090. Marishka's in Crest Hill, family-owned and operated since 1933. Chuck's Southern Coverage Cafe with locations in Burbank and Darien. Visit chuckscafe.com. Rabbit Brewing, the time has come for you to drink mythological-level craft ales. Visit the Southland legend, Rabbit Brewing in Homewood, Illinois. And Michael Elwood of REMAX First Service, 708-675-1600. Find your dream home with Michael Elwood of REMAX First Service. Thank you for joining us. Uh, sorry there was a little bit of a delay. I had to drive an hour and 15 minutes to get home to do this podcast, but we're glad it's done. Thank you guys for caring. Thanks for wanting to hear from us on this huge night, and we'll be with you getting you ready for the draft from here, here until the name is announced uh, in June. If you've got an insurance question, you could talk to a park ranger, but the only quotes they'd probably give you would be about the beauty of a fallen leaf or ripples in a pond, not the kind that could save you money on your policies. Or you could talk to your local GEICO agent, who's an expert navigator of the insurance landscape. They could use their expertise to guide you on ways to save hundreds on your policies, while leaving it up to your park ranger to save the wilderness and any endangered picnic baskets. Go online to geico.com local to find a GEICO agent near you. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Metrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.